Welcome to the uh, Code Life podcast with me, Nathan Blackaby, and my great mate, Carl Beach. You're introducing every podcast. This is not good form. It's not a power move. I'm no, it's just like... You were having a cup of tea. No, what's happening? You introduced the last one that I led on, and now you're introducing your own one. I think something's happening here. Have I been pushed out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just... You're I looking don't. at your phone, you're Facebooking, and... Just heard from an old friend. Do you know what someone said to me? What? Never trust someone who hasn't got old friends. you got some old friends? Yep. Many. But do you know what he's saying is... Don't trust people who yeah, keep breaking fences, make new ones, disappear, make a new one. There's probably some wisdom in that, mate. There is. Because like, if you've got old mates, it means they know everything about you uh, and they're still with you. Uh, it says something about you. Yeah. You'll go with that. You've got old friends. I have got a few, yeah. I've got one mate who we go back 30, 34 years. Wow. Yeah, uh, primary school. you were born. <laughs> <laughs> primary school, we were six. Yeah, no, we, I've got made on it. Have you? Yeah. Uh, and, and to be honest, I wouldn't say... I've spoken to him for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was okay. going to say, he's not probably not the closest mate at the minute. That's your good self. But Oh, mate. Come on. I'm getting emotional. I'm well no, up. you're not. You don't well up for nothing. I get emotions. When? Get hungry. <laughs> Get tired. At the same time, sometimes. Tired. <laughs> are they emotions? No, they're not. No, the feelings. they're feelings. What's the difference? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't really get emotional about much. Well, it's a good cup of tea, that. Yeah. Uh, you get you passionate. Yeah. When was the last time you felt emotional at a movie? At a movie? Yeah, like, you know, you watch a film. You Titanic. Watch... Yeah, Jake. I watched Titanic in Harlow, Odeon. Blah, blah, baby. You're joking. When Leonardo slipped off that raft. I think, I just thought drowned quickly, you chump. Did you know Mythbusters proved <laughs> that if she'd have taken the life jacket off. She would have lived. No, put it under the door yeah. that they were on. They would have both lived. Yeah. How selfish is she? Stupid. She let him die. No, I, just her, thought, I just thought, you're really doing my nutting now. It's over the top. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drowned. <laughs> just drowned. <laughs> <laughs> Shut it, Leo. Oh, it's mate, obviously I fiction. I'm only saying that it's fictional yeah. account. I sobbed like a baby watching it. What about you? I've never sobbed like a baby. Last any... time you cried then? Uh, hold on. Mm. Uh -oh. um, don't know. Long time. It was that cold wind the other day, wasn't it? it made your eyes water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um, I've, I can get choked, but I don't sob. No, all right, let's not define it as that. Let's just say a tear. When I'm not in a tear, no, I get like a lump in my throat. I find it hard to talk. I get tears in my eyes, they don't roll down my cheeks. They sort of stop. <laughs> it turns to ice. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, this is interesting, there's a lot mm. of stuff on Facebook. People love reposting stuff that says men cry and all this stuff. Yeah, okay. No, no, just shut up. Well, men do cry. But actually, some blokes don't, and that's equally no, okay. No, it's okay. Let let men be. Exactly. Most of the people who commentate on how men should show their feelings, this is the eighth biscuit. I mean. Oh, mate, eighth. I'm on number three. Most of them chocolate digestive. Oh, women. Right. They're telling men. Very interesting. How their feelings should be. I've really said that about how women should be. Mm -hmm. Be like unloosing the dogs of war. 
Yeah, I'm not playing that game. I'm not playing that game. God, you're scared. <laughs> but it's fascinating. Everyone's got an opinion on my emotion. Mm. I think it makes me feel inferior because I'm like, I don't get emotional like that. Well, that's surely that's okay. When people say to me, of course it is. Because you're locked up. You're no. Gonna, no, I'm not. That's who you are. It's my wiring. Yeah. Sorry about this, we're just eating a biscuit. Personally. Compared to a chocolate digestive, can you? No. Personally, mm-hmm. someone says to me, man up. Does it ruined my spirit? I think, yeah, fair point, I will. Mm. Sometimes we do need to map. They're, mm. they're saying that's toxic masculinity. No. No. Do you know what? what? People say it's toxic masculinity until they expect us to die in wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it's all right. Thing is, mate, if you've got a policeman or a soldier in a crisis, that ain't the time to cry. No. It's the time to suppress no. it's emotion. It's not time to say, don't be toxic and overly aggressive. No, no. suppress the emotion. No, then the testosterone's all right. Throw yourself off. in front of a bullet. Yeah. Take down an armed terrorist. Yeah. Then it's all right to have testosterone. Yeah, yeah it's stupid. It's unthought through. It's it's um it's overly it's um overly computed mm. emotional <laughs> claptrap. <laughs> Can I say that? Well, you have. Oh no. I'm so much trouble now. Go. Look. What's claptrap anyway? I don't know. Don't mean anything, does it? No. What I'm saying is that <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble now. Nah, come on. Look. What are you afraid of? Nothing. Nothing. Look. The men men are suffering a crisis of identity. That's what we care about more than people who judge yeah. us. And um say what you want. And yes, men need to talk about how they feel if it's right for them to do that. Yeah. Um it's good that men cry. It's a natural emotion to prevent and release tension and stress and hurt. Absolutely right. Just don't tell us how it should be. And I mm. think we need to ditch this phrase, toxic masculinity. Mm. To just make because if you had had a toxic to masculinity, everything's toxic. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Toxic female, toxic femininity. Femininity, yeah. Would you ever say toxic femininity? No, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say right, that. Exactly. I think we've got to stop it, including to all my feminist friends out there who I cheer on. Let's just stop talking about toxic masculinity mm. and let's talk about positive masculinity, good masculinity. Let's not define ourselves by yeah, what we man. don't like, because it's not helping a gender crisis yeah, yeah. amongst men, the identity crisis, in my humble opinion. Time for a new kind of man. Time for a new kind of man. We talk positives rather than Yeah, negative. don't define yourself what you're against. And don't define a whole gender mm. by how they shouldn't be. It's interesting, that, mate. Yeah. Just Ooh, that compelling that, podcast, milk, that one. Milk chocolate <laughs> digestive. Really Ooh. got the old brain fire going. Can you feel the tension? In the yeah, air right now. Then. I know I can. <laughs> So, um, how long have we been talking for? Uh, <laughs> seven minutes. That's all. Right, so get, let's go. Let's go. Showtime. Let's so go, I've got, champ. <laughs> I've got an interesting uh, theme for this podcast. When I last cried. Yeah. I think you need to, I think maybe people listening will say, actually, Beachy, we just need to let it out, mate. You're suppressing it. Come on, let it out. <laughs> I can see it. It's going. <laughs> let it go. I honestly can't remember the last time I cried, but I do feel sad sometimes. <laughs> I feel sadness. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, we've known each other a long time. Yeah. When have you seen me cry? Or get upset? Um, 
honestly couldn't say. And there might have they been, got fairly level. Yeah, you are, mate. There might have been one time where we've had a few, let's say, rosés. Yeah. Um, and maybe emotions have flowed, but I don't really remember it. <laughs> You're making it up. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. There you go. So let's let's let's. You've seen me cry. Yeah. But let's not uh, let's not do down the guys who you know. It's not because no. I'm holding it back. I just don't feel get emotional. Does it mean you don't feel? You're like a robot. <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> Unable to compute. Yeah. What is emotion? All right, I've got an interesting question that I thought I'd raise with us. Yes. Um, angels in the Bible. Now, yeah. going through messengers, my Bible, messengers. messengers. You see loads in, in the God's Bible. Postman yeah, and women. Are they? Are they right? Are Gender they binary? They're, bi- they're binary, non-binary. We're in a real mess, aren't we? With that We're stuff. In a mess. Let's, let's not. Let's There's not. another one that's come out now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's another one now that we shouldn't we shouldn't um, clap in concerts or, or is it because because it's offensive to people who struggle with loud noises. Loud noises. Loud noises. <laughs> Actually, what they're saying is jazz hands. So basically, instead of everyone <laughs> just like wave your hands in the air. Because some people struggle with loud noises. I'm like, this is just getting stupid. Where does but, it end? I'll tell you where it ends. Hell. It's hell. It's like you can't, everyone's offended. E- everyone is offended. That's true, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that I'm so offended people already. Well, <laughs> that's what we do, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, not purposely. Not purposely, but that's honest. part of the territory, yeah, being yeah, real. And yeah. But now, we're not but trying to a lot of people aren't cut out for that. They're not cut for weathering offence, uh, being offended or, or causing offence and getting complaint. So they're going to capitulate. So what will happen is, you go to some amazing concert and everyone, you hear them going, because they're doing jazz hands. Let's both do it. <laughs> well, what if you've got somebody who's offended by subtle soft noises? I am. And <laughs> jazz hands offend me. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, we're sitting there like expressionists and yeah, everyone's don't, really don't move. So what's going to happen? No one will tell jokes. No one will laugh. No one will express an opinion. It's a nightmare. Oh, gosh. Right, let's get on the bars. 11 minutes podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just, right, let's, let's do this. Just us ranting. Um, so I've got this, I thought we'd talk about angels just for maybe a couple of minutes. Um, obviously, God's messengers in the Bible, and then we got sidetracked now, like male or female. Oh, what a mess. <laughs> oh, dear. I found this Bible verse. Actually, yep. I've written a few down. I thought we'd just have a little flick through. Mm. Colossians 1 16. For everything was created by Him in heaven and on earth, yep. the visible and the invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. So I think we've got a president here, based on what we know about angels being messengers, and that all things were created, that there's this invisible realm that's happening. Yeah. And uh, I thought we'd have a little honest chat about angels and what yeah. we think about them. Mm. Uh, because often, in if you do a Google, you yeah. get a very angelic sort of winged beast thing that looks yeah. human yeah. blonde hair wings angels I mean what what are we on about when we talk to people about angels so I'm a non-Christian bloke don't know anything about your faith yeah. 
Mate, do you believe in angels? I don't believe in them. Believe in them. Um, what, is, what do you mean? What? Um, I believe they exist. But you don't believe in them as a no, follow Christ. Kind of force. But I yeah, believe okay. they, they are work. Because people do pedantic. worship. Yes, stuff and like that's this. why I said that. Just um, so whilst we've been ranting moderately humorously before, I just want to be serious mm. about this bit. Mm. People pursue angels and they they pray to see them and. I say no. God just says don't do that. Mm. Um, but do I believe they exist? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There's a book, and I've read a few books. There was one, Piercing the Darkness, This Present Darkness. Frank Peretti. The Vision, The Final Quest by Rick. Yeah, they got Jordan. a lot, a lot of um, loads of stuff out there about. They got a lot of criticism. The um, battles. Frank Peretti books. Yeah, yeah. But they are quite good. They're good. Personally, reads. I think they're, they're good, good yarn. Yeah, it's good yarn. Yeah. So. What, have you ever seen an angel? I don't know. Um, and I mean that. I don't know. But I have had a weird experience. Tell me about it. Well, it's a span of... Um, it's got to be... Oh, well, 15, 16 years. And um, me and Karen were um, in Bitterricky High Street mm. when I was a senior leader at Bitterricky Baptist Church. Mm. And uh, we were taking the church through change, and inevitably, wherever I've gone, really, and I, I seem to polarise opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Bring growth, but it's painful. And so we were trying to change the church to be extremely missional. And uh, it was hard, in particular, heart for the poor. Anyway, it was tough. Um, and we were up the uh, high street, and Karen popped into Waitrose. Yeah. Um, she tells you, we were working in the Duff End of Bitterwick on a council estate. Bitterwick itself had a beautiful town centre and a, mm. and a Waitrose. Karen ducks in there, and I said, well, I'll go and get a big issue off this bloke. Now, whenever I see a big issue bloke, and I haven't already bought a copy, I buy a copy. Right. Um, so I went over to him to have a chat. And anyway, I said to him, what's your name? And it's a very strange turn of phrase. He said, Samuel. I'll never forget that. Um, and he looked at me, these amazing blue eyes. Mm. He had a, a stripy top on, baggy, dirty jeans, a tussly beard, olive complexion, pockmarked, and brown, like a been sunwashed black type brown, mm. uh, tussly hair. Mm. He said, my name's Samuel. I said, how long have you been here? I said, I'm up and down this high street all the time, never seen you before. I said, I didn't know we had a big issue sales in a bit of a actually. Mm. He said, well, I've always been here. I said, but I've been here been a long time. Mm. Anyway, Karen came out and said a few more things. Karen came out of the shop and I've got this guy a coffee and a sandwich by now to the booth next to the waitress. I saw Karen come and meet Samuel and he looked at us and he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, um, he said, God bless you, Karen and Carl. He said, the Lord sees what you're doing. He's, he's so pleased. <laughs> Karen started crying. Wow. And in fact, even saying it now, I've got as close to like... There's a little tear. There's no tear. But I can feel the lump. I feel the lump. It's powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. we walked away from that and I went, that was weird. He said, it was weird. I said, I don't, I don't know what that was. It's another way. Anyway, mm. I said to him before I left him, if you're always here, come to mind and see you. Nowhere to be seen. Never saw him again. Anyway, 
I think I did. Last year, or 18 months ago, I was doing a gig up in North Yorkshire and I had to leave early and I went on my motorbike. And um, I'm driving along a ridge line of a hill with some sharp turnings going to the right down the hill. And yeah. I'm looking for this particular line. So 8.30 in the morning, so I left me out at 6. Mm. And um, I'm looking for this right turning and this car pulled out onto me. Mm. And nearly hit me. Like it's turning right out of a side turning. Yeah. Obviously thought it was rural, semi no north about. No one about. It just pulled out. Mm. Nearly hit me. I was only doing about 50 miles an hour, but he nearly went straight into me. And I had to lay the bike down and roll off. I went rolling off down on these little, these steep hills. Wow. And the uh, bike spinning around. Funny enough, my first thought was, oh, it's going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> I thought I was in the neck of the Anyway, I'd recently broken my old boat and I was just recovering from it. And um, I tried to lift my bike up. So I had all my kit on still. My bike had... A load of leaflets, pamphlets, books, man prayer manual, all that yeah. sort of stuff in, in yeah. the back box. The bike itself is over 200 kilos. Yeah. Now I can deadlift a good weight, but 200 kilos is a, is a lot of weight, especially with a, a broken elbow. It's only just recovered and he lost a bit of strength. Mm. Literally, I only come out of a sling a couple of weeks before. I went to try and lift my bike up, and I, as, I, as I went to take the strain, you turn the handlebars around, didn't you? I went to take the strain of it. I thought, that's not going to work. So I thought, oh, I'll lift up with my back from the back way, you know, like a reverse yeah, deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. So my bike started coming up in the air and I turned around and there's this bloke, he's leaned over my bike and just pulled it up like it was a, like it was a loaf of bread. No, it's nothing. Just pulled my bike up right. And um, the, the, brake, the front brake lever snapped and he managed to restrain the bike from pointing down the hill. It's time to kid. Like, you know it's like trying to hold a motorbike oh, yeah. and pick it up. Yeah. Strong, strong lad. Anyway, I turned around and say thank you and um, all he never said a word he handed me, he was holding my bike up with one hand. He handed me my broken brake lever. And then put his hand on my shoulder and looked in my eyes and just nodded. And I got on my bike and he's gone. Anyway, I went to the breakfast. I was shocked. I was in a bit of shock. Mm. I went to the breakfast and managed to fix me um, brake lever with a Jubilee clip and a spanner. <laughs> Preacher gospel, got me bike, started riding a bit slowly home, and um, it suddenly hit me. I was coming around the ring road at Manchester. He's exactly the same bloke that I met in Bidderwicky. He had a stripy top, mm. dirty jeans, brown, tussly, bleached, sun bleached hair, shaggy beard, pockmark, oily skin face, not age date, blue eyes, piercing blue eyes. Looked me in the eye and patted me on the shoulder. Made him in my bike, gave me a brake lever, walked off. <laughs> now, either I was in shock, or God has sent his angel about me. He picked my bike up out of the road. Mm. And it was in the time when I just quit my job. And you know more about this. Yeah. I was going through a very, very, very tough time. Yeah. And I think God sent his angel to me, I'd like to believe, during this extremely tough time to say, I am actually with you. I am with you. So, that's my... Um, it's pretty powerful, mate, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Got a story off Google. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all true. Psalm 91 yep. says, For he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. That's pretty cool. So I was out yeah. on mission, preaching the gospel, not off my bike, but I was going through a very, very tough time. Yeah. Um, which, wouldn't, which would last a year 
or more, and um, including Karen having a lot of you know stress, and um, I think it was God saying, "I'm I'm there," and because during that time I look back on that and think, I think I think God sent it, Almighty God sent an angel to pick my BFI hundred out of a road mm. in North Yorkshire, mm. so I was in trouble. That's amazing, mate. It's strange. I remember you telling me that the first time round. It hadn't changed. It's powerful, that. Yeah. I don't tell cool. I'm fine. I just put it on a national podcast, international mm. podcast, but I don't. No, you talk about that much. No. It's sort of a personal thing. But, because um, you don't basically, you don't want people to worship the angelic. No, no of course not. It was, it was the Lord God sent an angel to pick my bike up out of the road. I just hope people. Look past the first more offensive part of this podcast than listen to that. What us rambling? Yeah, about it's truth. Gender. It's what we're saying was true. Yeah. I've got another verse, Luke fifteen ten. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. No, not that one. Uh, I t- first thing, I tell you, in the same way, yeah. there is joy in the presence of God's angels yeah. over one sinner who repents. One thing that sets the angels' hearts on fire. Repentance, belief, faith in Christ. I'll tell you, we must get a big roar at the gathering. Eh? Yeah, man. When those blokes come forward. Yeah, come on. The angel's giving it, come on. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I don't understand much, but I like that. Um, We're going to end the podcast here, but I'm going to end it with something special because we're now in December and we've got our Christmas appeal out. So the next thing you're going to hear is Andy and Amy Shaw telling their story a little bit about how Andy yeah he got his life back on track at the gathering and it's impacted his family and his kids amazing you know everywhere I go around the country Mm. I meet blokes who came to Christ at the gathering Mm. like we were were at another conference we met we met the bloke who's got got his marriage back all the time he's had a two's wedding off left his house his kids went to the gathering gave his life to Christ back to Christ in this case and walked back to the house he's going quite fly now yep yeah, very cool. So yeah, Christmas appeal. If you're interested in supporting CVM, we are a charity. We do survive by uh, your giving. Basically, there's a, a whole network of men out there yeah. and women that support us financially each month or one-off gifts, and we desperately need it. So if you're able this Christmas uh, to support CVM via our Christmas appeal, then please do. That'd be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and here's a bit of a story from Andy and Amy. Cheers, BG. Cheers, mate. Well, during that time, um, we, we, I say we, I, I was just lost, angry, um, didn't, didn't see any value in anything apart from my own self-pity, I think, um, without trying to please other not trying to please others or anything like that all i wanted to do was live for me focus on me and if anybody got in the way of doing that it was just not worthwhile during those dark times to live with uh uh, the best i can describe it is walking on eggshells um i always tried to make sure that the girls behaved um not necessarily that everything was done, like the house was tidy or the food was cooked or anything, but more so I was the girls that they behaved and um, 
uh, he was just a nightmare, <laughs> really. Um, you didn't know what mood he would come home in. Um, I didn't dare, like, if I burnt the dinner, I was, I always was like terrified of that. Or if I didn't have certain things in for him to have, it, it would be there would be a problem. Um, I remember one time uh, I went to Tesco and uh, I left a bag of shopping in Tesco and my sister had come around to look after the girls and he flipped at me for, and he was pushing me around the, 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 the dining room. Um, my sister had to like shield the girls from it because she didn't want him to see it. Um, he was very aggressive with me, uh, called me everything under the sun just for leaving a bag of shopping in Tesco and I couldn't I wasn't allowed to go to bed when I wanted to go to bed he'd kick off because why uh, don't you want my company and and all things like that so yeah nightmare <laughs> so I grew up in a Christian household um, my mum and dad was, went to church um, took took me all my life I actually met Amy at um, a Christian conference down south and that's we exchanged numbers and continued talking didn't we through there but I never really as a late teenager to younger 20s never really got that connection with Jesus never I'd, I'd heard of this guy called Jesus but I never really felt anything to do with Jesus never felt the love of Jesus um, I was an angry person, very angry person through, throughout most of my life, to be honest. Um, and the, there've been many situation situations where I've gone out drinking and something's happened, and then we've got into an altercation with somebody, and fists ends up flying and stuff like that, and it got to. It got so bad one day through drug abuse um, and somebody in the wrong place at the wrong time saying the wrong thing um, led me down a long path going through the whole court process and um, facing prison and actually my own barrister told me I was going to go to prison for what I've done and the realisation hits you that actually I'm going to prison for this and then it's hard and then you sit you sit at night in a dark room on your own just and the room's getting darker and darker and it don't matter how many lights you turn on in the house this room is just getting darker and darker and you just can't see a way out of this pit and the only way you can make yourself think there is a way out of it is suicide and uh, i actually knocked on that door and it it was thanks to a very close friend of mine who who didn't stop me from committing suicide because that's what he said. He said, when he came to speak to me, he said, I haven't come here to stop you from committing suicide. I've just come here to talk to you. But it's thanks for that chat and um, him bringing the love of Jesus through that as well is what um, shut that door really quickly. When he encountered God... Um, I don't know, it was really really subtle to begin with. Uh, I did know he was different. Than, he had a light in his eye that I'd not seen before. 
Um, there was times when in the past he would have flipped out at me, he didn't, and I was always waiting for it to happen. And I was shocked that it didn't. Um, he just he just walked in and I knew something had happened because as I say that that there was a glint in his eye that I hadn't seen ever um, and he's he, there was like a peace around him that I'd never experienced before and he he, he was just nice <laughs> um, that's the best way I can describe it he was just nice to be around so that was it yeah, so at uh, the gathering this year, uh, TG19, um, I've always struggled with emotion, always struggled with emotion. It, it's very easy to bottle up for me and just have like a poker face on, on life and not be bothered by it. And a close friend of mine who came to the gathering with me it, it's something we always joke about, but there was one point on the um, Saturday Saturday um, afternoon when we was in worship that he started praying for me about God saying, uh, God knows I am an emotional being and he just loves me and he wants to show that to me. And then I came over with this intense feeling of emotion which was really strange because I'm I didn't know how to react and I, all I thought is like I need to find Gasky so I, I went to look for him I found him and then as soon as I saw him it was it was like a young kid going to see his dad <laughs> and I just broke down in tears uh, so Gasky took me to one side and um, prayed for me and, and and asked me what what was the problem and I just said to him, I feel lost and I can see what I want and what I'm lost from and I want to get back to that place. And uh, that evening at the gathering, there was a call and that call actually from uh, Beachy actually spoke directly to me and I felt compelled to go and answer the call. The gathering, it's just been something that's just been the thing what I, I look forward to every year because I know that he's going to get straightened out again. Um, like this year he didn't want to go and he was he was like thinking of every excuse not to and I was like, no, you are, you are going. Um, and the difference in him since he's been back, it's, it's just amazing. Um, he walks in and he's, the girls notice it. It's like, he's not getting as angry with them. He's not getting as frustrated with them and it's just been it's just so important it's so important to us uh it's helped him speak about how he's feeling and it's not always necessarily to me he doesn't necessarily have to speak to me but he will speak to my dad and he will speak to his friend about how he's feeling and that's something that he has never done before he's starting to get that accountability with people um because they've seen him at his worst at the gathering and he doesn't have to protect me when he's there because I'm not there. He's, he can be vulnerable. He can be like a child and it's not, and everybody's vulnerable then. So they don't get looked at as sissies or, or anything. They are really looked after and it, it, it brings it back to full circle of him 
getting back up and being like, yeah, I can face it again. So just important, yeah. I think moving, going forward, one of um, one of the big things for us is the family unit is in, in, instilling Jesus at the core of our family. Um, we've got three young girls, uh, making sure they understand the values and what what Jesus actually does. Jesus in action, not just this person you hear about in this book. That that that's one of the things I I think is a core value of our house, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think for me it's now the girls are at an age where they are exploring boyfriends and things like that. Um, they've seen the change in Andy. They know the importance of having God in the centre of of everything. Um, but it's being that that positive influence over them as well. Um, we're not always going to get it right, and there are there are times when I think, oh my goodness, we've been absolutely rubbish today. But it's learning forgiveness, it's learning trust, it's learning all those key things that makes marriage so important. That my hopes is that how we are will enable them to look at look at life differently to how their mates would and and relationships and the self the value of their selves as well and who they are within Christ. I want them to see like their I want them to know their identity with Christ and they don't have to follow this world and that's that's not an option. They don't have to follow what everyone else is doing. So that's yeah, I think that's my hope. Yeah.